Some people have to deal with monetization problems on YouTube. Some people have to deal with the fact that their videos don't get listed or that they can't seem to break into the algorithm. algorithm. Me, on the other hand, I get sent to jail by YouTube. That really happened. YouTube had me put in jail. If you don't believe me, don't worry. I've I've only got one piece of paperwork on this, but I do have some paperwork. There you go, right there. Central booking here in Brooklyn. Uh, There's my arrest number and everything. So just in case you don't believe me, I really fucking went to jail, and it really was YouTube who put me there. Now, we make these jokes all the time when we get banned on Facebook and Twitter and whatever. You're in Twitter jail. You're in Reddit jail. You got zucked, right? They're taking it a step further, it turns out. (laughs) I got let out, obviously. I'm here again. You might have noticed we weren't here for a little while. I didn't do any shows because partially because I was banned on YouTube. I was put into quote-unquote YouTube jail, and partially because I was put in real jail by YouTube. I'm going to tell the story tonight on the show. I'll answer all your questions about it. I'll try to go through it as best as I can remember it now. It was a bizarre and somewhat terrifying experience. You never know with these things how they're going to go. I was pretty sure I had done nothing wrong, yet You never know, you know? And I think that's what YouTube likes about it. I think they like the fact that, eh, you don't know. He could go to jail forever for this. Because they had me sent to jail for, and this is the actual law I was put behind bars for, terroristic Terroristic threats. Pretty sure I'm not a terrorist. Pretty sure this is a comedy show. I really hate shows that start off with a disclaimer where they tell you, oh, this is all a joke, don't worry. I thought we were beyond that. Years ago, I had that kind of in the theme song of the show. I'd say, it's just a show, relax, it's a joke. And then I said, you know what, that's lame. I hate when I see other shows do that. I think I'm going to have to start doing that. So just so everybody knows, this show is a joke, it's a comedy show, but tonight's tale It's very, very real, and I guess a bit of a warning for those of you out there who might do stuff along the same lines as I do, and really just anybody, this could happen to you. Of course, this also means I am technically the Lenny Bruce of podcasting, Uh, which Lenny Bruce sucks, so who fucking cares? All right, let's go bully the internet, or not, just a joke, this it's pot awful. Pot awful TV. Oh, y'all is doing it right. Pot awful, fuck you, faggot, butt boy. That is the game job. You scam artist, you douchebag. You're the worst, motherfucker. Just give up. You fucking little piece of shit. You're no, crazy. No, You're sick of your Fucking dweeb. Faggot, jackass, pot awful, fuck you. Yeah. You know what? You're not funny. I want to really kick your ass. My mom doesn't like it when I mention pot awful anymore. With exactly 6 million downloads, not one more, not one less, and I would never claim any other number but exactly that number for all of human time, human history. Please do not download this show ever again. We can't go over 6 million with exactly 6 million 
This is Pot Awful. I'm your host, Jesse. And uh, you can, whatever, I don't know. You can join our Facebook cult over at potawful.com slash cult. And that's it. <laughs> All right, let's get into some. I got to do a little bit of housekeeping stuff here just to uh, keep you abreast of what's going on. Stuff you see, the studio's a little bit different. My plan was, see, here's what happened. So uh, a week and a half ago was our last episode, and it was all about a lady, a very, ooh, a very mean, bad lady whose name I'm now afraid to say, a tiny little lady who did a terrible, awful thing, and we talked about her. And I did a comedy show about her. Now, this show typically does funny stuff about things that a lot of people don't necessarily find funny, find offensive, whatever it is. I don't ever go into it for that reason. I'm not setting out to, you know, mind of Mencia you. Ooh, I'm the most offensive, Holmes. I swear, I really don't. I never think this sort of stuff is going to happen. And then inevitably I hear about it or I go to jail. jail. <sighs> but anyway, we did this episode about this lady. The episode was taken down. YouTube took it down. And at first I just got a warning, but because it took down, it was a pizza fund only episode. We do these primo shows on Wednesday nights and the primo shows are just for our subscribers over on the pizza fund, Pizza. And so for those shows, since not everybody gets to see them, I like to make a little 10-minute or so preview of the episode so people can check it out and go, what I'd like to pay to see this. Pretty simple stuff, right? So there's two videos for every one of those. So because I had two, we get the first one taken down. That's a warning. Second one gets taken down. I lose streaming, uploading, posting, all of it gone. And there's no appealing it. I, I appealed it, but it didn't do anything. In fact, instead, it sent me to jail. <laughs> do we understand yet that I had to go to jail because of that episode? That's really what happened, <laughs> okay? I'm going to check in with the chat room in a second here, I promise. But I, I just got to do some some setting up for this, right? So before the jail part happens... I go, okay, you know, Friday nights we do a show. I say on Friday, because that's the day I had my streaming taken away. Looks like no Friday show. Here's what I'm going to do. I got a week before I get streaming back. One week I'm supposed to get streaming back. Let, let me just take this week off, and what I'll do is I'm going to – I have been planning to redo the studio here. By the way, you see those lights going off. People are sending in super chats. Thank you so much to everybody sending in super chats. You can send in super chats tonight about – any burning questions you have about my jail time, you're going to want to send those into the super chats because I might miss it in the regular chat. So any super big questions you have about that, it'll help me go along with the story and remember stuff. There's a lot to talk about tonight. So anyway, um, I say, we'll take the week off. I'll redo the studio. Now, this is not it, <laughs> okay? I hope you didn't think like, Oh, yeah, he did it. He just got rid of stuff on the wall. That's essentially all that's happened here. This is not done. I kind of got set back by being jailed for 28 hours. So missing a few things. Here's the deal. We're just going to keep doing shows. 
We're going to be, we're back on schedule for good now. I'm not going to miss any more shows. Hopefully we'll see what happens. And, um, while that happens, the studio will be changing. The format of the show will change a little bit. It's going to evolve a little bit. Not tonight. Not tonight. I'm going to do a nice little soft landing back into doing the show, I think. So there's a few little differences here or there, but nothing major just yet. But we'll see how that goes. Tonight's show, though, it's all a story. I got no media to play for you. You know, nothing like that. No, no big, no big uh, bits or setup for anything. We're just... I'm telling a story, a real, I mean, a real thing that happened to me. So forgive me, but we're not there yet with the studio, okay? I hope we're all cool with that. Uh, why don't I go ahead and check in with the chat room, see what you guys are saying in there. You guys want to see what's going on in the chat? Hopefully you don't have, oh, whoa, uh, super chat just came in. Let's see. Hopefully you don't have the Worski curse. Yeah, something happened with that Andy Worski, I guess. I don't watch I, those IRL streamer guys. I'm not into that. We know it's a work in progress, my man. Okay. Uh, never let them take your manhood, Jesse. They assume you had weed. I mean, yeah, when you look at me, you assume bad things. I get that. I'm not, I'm not even mad about that. All right. I used to get stopped in the subway all the time. They'll sometimes stop people in the subway um, and make you show them your bag which I'm pretty sure is against the Constitution, but whatever. Uh, and I would often get stopped. Of course, I've never done a drug in my life. I just look like this. I reported Jesse to the cops as executee. Well, that might be true, but you're not the one who got me put behind them bars. Uh, oh, boy. we got so many Super Chats in here. I will be checking all these Super Chats. One of them was retracted for some reason. All right. Well, I hope you figure that out and get that fixed. And... Uh, Whatever, but okay, we got to get into the story. I'm going to check in with the Super Chats in a little bit here, okay? I will check in with those Super Chats. I don't want to go right into the Super Chats because I want to, you know, start setting all this stuff up here. So please allow, all right? Please. So we'll we'll keep looking at all this stuff, though. Um, so is this clickbait, says Dragon Sword one uh <laughs> is your fucking name does it really have leet in it that's unbelievable uh no this is not clickbait i was fucking sent to jail okay <laughs> this is real youtube had me put in jail for terrorist, terrorist threats threat. because of the episode we did last week i'm sure he just joined and nobody be mad at dragon sword we welcome everybody welcome to everybody i need everybody's support more than ever now okay this is bad <laughs> i need you to understand i'm now living in a world where the internet can have me arrested <laughs> i could have gone to prison i really could have gone to prison forever the show would be over okay and i just spent so much fucking money on taxes this whole getting the studio redone thing i just saw a question you know i don't we don't use reddit with pot awful somebody made us a subreddit and nobody ever uses it because i don't i think reddit is gay but i just happened to go check the pot awful subreddit for the first time in over a month and somebody made a post in there saying how do you have such high production value with no active fan base <laughs> okay well one a little presumptuous i've got an active fan base is very small i love my active fan base uh, and even though it is very small because they pay me money. This is my only job. And every single dime I get that doesn't go into just usual me living situation stuff, 
uh, goes back into this show. So when I see questions like that, and when I see people think that this is high production quality, it just it infuriates me, one, about other podcasts and other shows on YouTube because they put no effort in it. The reason this looks like high production quality is because other shows, they're not doing anything. They're throwing your money into an incinerator. They're just buying shit for themselves. They, they're not putting in any effort at all. They don't care about their shows. This is the only thing I care about. So I'm very autistic about it, and I like redoing the uh, studio and making it look nice and making it look like my dreams. So I could really use your support right now, and I'm not talking about financially either, um, although if you join that pizza fund, that'd be fucking awesome. Pot off of that pizza. Uh, but I realized while I was in jail, like, oh my God, if I have to pay bail, there goes all my money, essentially all my money. And then taxes hit and I go, oh my God, there goes half my money, half my money just gone. And I got to buy shit. I got to mount something on the wall over there. That's why that wall is bare right now. Cause I got to buy a mount and shit. It's not good. I just bought a $5,000 computer. It's crazy. Okay. So when people ask me, how do you have such a nice production value? Because the little bit of money I get from the tiny audience I've got all goes into this, and it just looks like high production value compared to the shit you normally watch. This is the greatest show on the internet, okay? And we know it's the greatest show on the internet because usually the greats are the ones who get in trouble. Now, I've already been arrested for this show before, so being arrested, no big deal. I'm the first guy who was arrested for a podcast, that I know of. Do you guys know anybody who was arrested before me on a podcast? I think it was 2011 I got arrested for the podcast. I was also at the same time investigated by the Secret Service. All right, we're getting into some real John Lennon territory here. You know, some George Carlin shit is going on here. Guys I don't like, by the way, so I'm not comparing myself to people I think are greats. But this is what other people say. Um, James Brown, right? So no big deal there. What I find fascinating about this case is you don't even think about that a company, like a, an internet company especially, I mean, I, I, real, in reality, Google sent me to jail, if you think about it. It was YouTube specifically, but YouTube's owned by Google, right? Alphabet. So Google... The search engine I've been using since 1999 or whatever sent me to jail. That is bizarre. Now, the arrest the last time, I never went to jail. I've never been to jail before. This is my first time being a jail So it is a very different experience for me, okay? This isn't like something I'm used to. Maybe a lot of you guys out there have been jailbirds before, but not me, man. Not me. So here's what happened. It was Monday, this past Monday, and I had been, because I'd been up and working on this shit, and you guys don't realize, there's cables. I've got 15 screens around me right now. You have no idea what goes into all this. Um, I've been pulling shit apart. The whole studio is pulled apart right now. Everything, stuff you guys never even see, just completely demolished. And as a result of that and my odd hours anyway, my sleep schedule totally thrown off and I'd been sleeping during the day. So I'm dead asleep and it's, 
it's around 1 p.m. I think maybe 1:30 p.m. I'm dead asleep. I'd probably only gotten to sleep a few hours before this. And I wake up and I don't know why I wake up. I just wake up and I'm real groggy. But then I start to hear bang, 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 bang. And I know it's on my door. And I'm thinking, is do I have a roommate who has lost their goddamn mind? What is that? I'm out of it. I'm in a dream state. I have no idea what's reality, what's not. And I hear this banging on my door and I choose to ignore it. <laughs> I choose to just go back to sleep. So I think I managed to fall back asleep for like a minute and then it just keeps going. And now I can hear yelling. I'm like, what the fuck is that? So I slowly approach the door and, uh, you know, go up the stairs to the door there. And I'm, they're just, it's like they're trying to punch it open. And of course it's the cops. Now I didn't know that, but at this point I had a feeling, but I didn't know why, because I hadn't done anything. I hadn't broken any laws. Typically, you don't see police if you haven't broken laws, right? Or you don't need their assistance. That's what you think in your head if you're not black. So, and I'm saying that is not in a racist way, in a sympathizing way. I, I get it, all right? So I don't like cops either. I haven't liked them since I got arrested the first time. Because um, they're liars and shitheads. They're not there to help you out. So they're banging on that door. And I go, yeah. And they say, open up. Uh, we need you to come. This is the police. We need you to come out here. And I said, you got a warrant. Now, some of you might know this, but... This is the second time in just a few months, in a couple months, that the police have been inside my house, banging on my basement door, trying to get me to go along with them on some sort of police journey. The first time it happened, I also hadn't done anything wrong. And the first time it happened, they had no warrant. They were not there to arrest me. They did not suspect me of a crime, and they refused to leave my house. So I'm thinking because I recorded them that first time and I made a big deal about it. You know, I went real sovereign citizen on them, (laughs) on that one. I'm thinking this is them trying to fuck with me. This is it. You know, I reported them to the uh, investigation bureau thing here in New York about, you know, it's a separate arm. It's not the police policing themselves. When you say that a police has done, that police officers have done something bad, Here, it's a separate thing that actually investigates that. So I thought I was in the clear when I reported those cops. And then I'm like, of course, here they are. They're coming to get me because of me telling on them for breaking the law. They broke the law. They wouldn't leave my house after I revoked consent for them to be in it. And they would not leave and they had no reason to be there. That's against the law. I could have sued them. I wasn't going to do that because lawsuits are gay. 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 But anyway, these guys, I say, you got a warrant. They say, we don't need one. You're under arrest. (laughs) I go, okay, that's not good. Usually a bad thing when that happens. So I say, oh, yeah, what for? And they said, YouTube says you're making terrorist threats. And I haven't opened the door during all this. The door is still nice and firmly locked. And... 
keep that in mind, people, that it's locked well enough that for like 30 minutes the cops were trying to get into it, and they could not. So don't think you're going to get in here. So I, I, they say, YouTube said you're making terrorist threats. And I said, okay, hang on a second. And I go back down the stairs. Now, I don't think the cops are used to being told to hold on a second. <laughs> That's probably not good for them, right? But I'm half naked, you know, I'm just woken up. I'm trying to process all of this. So I need a minute to gather myself here. I need to figure out what's going on and what I need to do here in this situation. Um, because the last time I was arrested, I actually was sort of <laughs> forced, but I voluntarily turned myself in. I was called by a police officer over the phone and told I need to come down to the station. I said, what happens if I don't? Why don't you just come and get me? Because I thought it was a prank call. He said, you don't want that to happen. It's going to look worse for you. So they're already at my house. I'm doing that. I'm doing that math going, they're here arresting me. So this is already extremely bad. This is very bad. I'm in a bad spot. So I put on, I get some shoes. I put on my happy to be here hoodie. And, uh, and then I start doing some quick maneuvers. Okay. I got to make sure some things are gone forever. Don't worry about it. I got to make sure some things are gone forever, disappear. I got to quickly text somebody that this is happening to me. Now I don't, I I got a couple friends in New York. I mean, what could they do? You know, I'm not going to put that burden on them. So I go, you know, my mom lives in Virginia. She's going to want to know though. You know, it's your mom. You got Even when you're an adult man, she's going to want to know something like that. So I just, just in case, cause you could get thrown in the hoose cow and they could, they could fuck up your whole, they could say that you're insane and put you in the mental ward and you'll never get out of there. There, I mean, they'll do some fucked up shit to you with this stuff. So I needed somebody on the outside who knew what was going on and could be my advocate just in case. But I didn't know what I was being taken in for. I didn't have any information. So I just texted her real quick. I said, I said, Mom, the police are here. I've done nothing wrong. Now, I'm kind of thinking I'll go up there. I won't even actually have to go anywhere. We'll just have a nice little chat, you know, man to man. So I text her that. I, th- I throw the phone down because I don't want to take it up there where they're going to try to go through it. And uh, I go back upstairs. I slowly open the door, you know, hands up, don't shoot. Mike Brown style. I start grabbing for their guns. I run out into the middle of the street and then I just get, get shot. I die. I was completely innocent and yet I'm dead. So, no, I come out of the door and I've got my hands up. I go... I barely, I mean, I've got them like here. <laughs> I've got them like at my waist basically. And I go, yeah, hi. And they're like, turn around. You know, they do the pat down and everything. Do you have any weapons on you? Is there anything downstairs? Anybody down here? Is there anyone in the house that we need to know about? <laughs> no, no, no. Come on. What is this about? No, 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 no. What is this about? And I'm kind of laughing during this. Cause I mean, let me be fair. There, there came a moment much, much later in this process where I start getting a little scared of what's going on. At this time, though, I'm thinking, ooh, content. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Like, doing this show, doing anything like this, fucking, it annihilates your brain cells. It makes you, look, Joe, I'm kind of retarded. So 
I'm thinking this is a great story. You know, I haven't done anything wrong. I'm going to get the fuck with these idiots. There's, I think there were five police officers inside my house. By the way, I have no idea how they got in. (laughs) They're just in my house. All of them are dressed plain clothes, but they've got their guns and stuff, right? Um, None of them drew their weapons or even had their hands at the holster when I came through the door, which I'm shocked at since I went downstairs and I stayed down here for another five or ten minutes after addressing them the first time. They started yelling downstairs like, come on. I go, I'm just getting my shoes. Hang on. Hang on a second, fellas. I'm just getting my shoes. Okay. (laughs) They were all right with that. So they pat me down and everything, you know. And uh, one of them goes, I'm I'm going down there. I'm going to look through. I say, you're not. Don't look through my shit. I'd already unplugged the computer. Uh, That was one of the things I came back down to do. I unplugged the computer, turned it off. Wouldn't let them rifle through my shit. There's no way. No way. There's nothing on my computer, by the way. There's nothing on my computer that would ever actually legally get me into trouble. I just don't want anyone thinking they know what to do with this stuff. And I don't want any of my files corrupted. You know what I mean? This whole setup here is my fucking livelihood and my life. So I, I'm very particular about this sort of stuff. I wouldn't let a girlfriend touch my computer. I'm certainly not going to let the cops do it. So he comes down here. He pokes through some stuff. I don't see it. I mean, he just, I know he went down here and I could hear him knocking some shit over. So <laughs> I was pretty sure I was going to come back home at some point and see shit broken. Oh man. Oh, boy, I never made any terroristic threats, but if they had broken any of my shit, man. So these guys, they clearly were like a task force. This was not my local PD. This was New York NYPD intelligence, These, which it's a fucking oxymoron to say the least with these fucking clowns. Uh, but they were on a special mission to get me. They were sent by YouTube special task force to get me and my terrorist ways. I'm sure they're watching now, by the way, I see we've got more viewers than we typically get on a Sunday night. So, uh, hi, hi intelligence. Hello, FBI. (laughs) Hello, secret service. Um, I can see some of the people in the chat room are glowing in the fucking dark. So, hello, hi. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> man, I, should I check in with the uh, chats now and see what's going on in there? I've barely gotten into the story at this point, but LOL, cops are gay. What did the police knock over while they were inside? All right, I'll take the the most recent one first from Elizabeth. What? did the police knock over while they were inside? When I came back, there was a few things like they had looked under my bed and I store, you know, I store some stuff under my bed. They'd kicked that out and sort of knocked it over and spilled the contents out. Just a box. Um, there were a couple things. It was already a fucking wreck in here. Cause I was remod. Like <laughs> I think the guy would have looked harder, but it was such a fucking disaster in here, which must have made me look even more crazy. I, I probably looked like o- Osama bin Laden like the day they went in and got him, you know, where everything's just completely disheveled or like Saddam Hussein when they find him in that hole. I, you know, I'm just like out of it and asleep and my room is a disaster. 
my studio and my bedroom are both a disaster. Separate spaces, complete. But I have like, I think I had put half the shit from the studio and like half of my bed and I was sleeping on the other half of it to save some space, you know, that whole setup. It was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. So I think he would have looked harder had it not been the fact that it was a complete mess. It's also a very confusing layout down here. You know, I've sort of built false walls and like this is a pretty big space down here. This basement's pretty big and I've, section it off into these different areas and so it's it must be confusing and scary to come down here especially if you think i'm really a threat i don't think this these guys did actually think that let me check in with these uh super chats we've got so many super chats coming in wooden doors on ovens come on says devin um no not at the uh jail i was at no wooden doors it was all bars and plastic i guess to stop you from spitting and coming on cops Thought crimes are real, says Cole. Megafoot dude says, murder YouTube. Oh, no. No, I'm not reading that. <laughs> Fuck you, Megafoot dude. That is Megafoot dude. Look into him. Um, Giannator says, we must horrifically redacted every single Google employee. Again, that's Giannator saying that. I don't know what that redacted means. Cole Sheehan says, it has happened to me. Kyle Phillips says, how was the food in jail? Uh, I'll get to that, Kyle. I, I couldn't tell you. The short answer, I couldn't tell you how the food was. I did not eat the entire time. I was in there 28 hours. I never ate. Uh, never had a sip of water either while I was in there. Millhip says, you're lucky YouTube doesn't own a RoboCop, bro. I probably am. Kyle Phillips says, if you're a terrorist now, are Super Chats funding terror? Legally, yes. And here's the thing. Some of you might be going, I don't want to send YouTube Super Chats when they're the ones who had you arrested and sent to jail, Jesse. Do you really want to give them money? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, I do want to give them money. I like the idea that I'm back on their, they sent me to jail. Now here I am back on their platform. They're hosting me still. They're hosting all my content. They're making me money when you send in those super chats and anything I'm saying, they're making money off of it too. Now that episode they took down, that was a private show. So there were no super chats in that one. This one though, anything I say, YouTube, profited from it okay i like that idea maybe you guys aren't into that i think that's very funny and keep in mind that past week the sunday show we did shark prank three if you haven't seen that episode yet oh man Mwah. uh shout out to scott from australia that is the most evil scott from australia should go to jail now, okay me i did nothing illegal scott i'm not so sure you gotta watch shark prank three those of you who are in the pot awful cult know that the <laughs> the victim of our prank on that episode, Bryn Berg, she made a privacy she made three privacy complaints to YouTube about that episode, trying to get it taken down, which is of course bullshit. Now I've had a million privacy complaints lobby lobbed at me through YouTube because people didn't like the fact that they got tricked. Not one of them has ever stuck, and I'm very happy to say. Brins did not stick either. 
when they give you these privacy notices, they tell you you've got 48 hours to remove the video or to use our editing tools to blur someone out if that's possible. And then otherwise it's going to be removed and there's no appealing it or anything. They don't give you an appeal for it. But what I did, I started doing a long time ago is I had my legal advisor just email them back and say in the most legalese way ever, explain why it doesn't break their privacy guidelines. And every single time, bada bing, bada boom, it might take a few days, but it never, the videos never get taken down over privacy complaints, which is incredible stuff. So Bryn, <laughs> I told you. Um, so I, it's especially funny to me that on top of all of this, not like now I'm back, I've got the streaming back. YouTube sent me to jail. Bryn tried to get me taken down off of YouTube, all this shit. I've got another guy who's about to attempt the same shit. We've got this guy. I've never even talked about him on the show. I've, I've mentioned him one time on the show and I said, don't mess with this guy. And he's a public figure, so he could. It's it's totally possible for me to do a sh whole show about him. But this guy that we've never done a show about, he's like now threatening lawsuits or what? He's trying to get me sent to jail the same way YouTube did. He's going to see this episode and go, <laughs> all right, well, uh, this is what I'm going to do. Well, here I am, dude. Here I am, out of jail, no charges, <laughs> all right? Spoilers, no fucking charges. So it didn't work for Bryn, didn't work for YouTube, didn't work for the fucking secret service, all right? I mean, nobody is more winning than Potoffer, right? Do you know a more exciting show, really? Really? I, I watch a lot of podcasts and a lot of YouTube shows, and I've seen lately a lot of them sort of saying that same thing, like nobody else does what we do. Oh, my God. And every time I'm sitting there going, oh, yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah? How many times have you been behind bars? How many, <laughs> how many times have you been locked in a room with, without being able to speak to anybody over your show? I feel like nobody else is doing what I'm doing, man. I don't know. Maybe this isn't fun. Maybe this isn't exciting. Maybe you don't even find this entertaining. I don't know. I hope you do. Um, if you're a terrorist now, or Super Chat's funding terror? Yes, they are. Uh, Lenny Way says, join the cult so we can all go to jail together. If they can ever take us in alive, spoiler, they can't come and try it. Uncle Daddy for life. <laughs> All right, then somebody retracted a message. Jordan Vale says, did you not get to pass go or collect $200? YouTube in real jail owes you money for lost time. I think they do, but again, lawsuit's gay, so I'm not going to do that. Another retracted message. That's odd. Pavich says, was it nice? Was it a nice jail? The jail I went to had cake. Pavich has been to jail. That's incredible. No, this was not a nice jail. <laughs> this is This was a fucking sewer. It wasn't a jail. It, I went to a sewer, and I lived inside a sewer for 28 hours. We'll get to it. Don't worry. This might be a long episode, guys, but I hope you're enjoying it. I used to work in a jail. You might want to get checked for scabies or lice now. Um, I would, Patrick, but I actually thought of that. And I did preventative measures for that. But thank you so much, Patrick. Lindsay says, got my pot awful shirt and I'm loving it. Should see the looks I get walking around wearing it. I support you and all you do. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you to everybody who keeps supporting us during this trying time. Again, 
Winning, of course. I'm not saying that like Charlie Sheen, by the way. God, I hope nobody thinks I'm trying to do that. We are winning, though, all the time. Pot awful forever, 100 years of awful. But at the same time, oh, man, these are the moments where it's like, all right, start sharing the show. Start Join that pizza fund if you can. If you can afford the $1 level, join the pizza fund. Can we do that right now, please? Thank you. Scott says, uh, there he is. Scott, the man I was just speaking about, says, we're not a very physically active fan base. <laughs> yeah, we're not physically active. Katie says, semi-active fan base. Ho offers her condolences about the jail thing and having to pay taxes. All right, well, thank you. Uh, oh, you're calling yourself a semi-active fan base hoe. All right. Well, thank you very much, Katie. I don't think you're a hoe, but thank you. Trollita with a classic pot awful sucks. Thank you. That was not a racist thing. That was literally an okay sign. Sorry about that. Alan Powell says, those who can't do supervise. Those who can't supervise are good for nothing. Those who are good for nothing work for government. Take my money and use it for the revolution, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you to all of these donations so far. And then we're back to Elizabeth's there. So I'm going to hold off from there. We'll answer more of those in a little while. Jesse, I missed you, says Spooky Maggie in the chat. Thank you so much um, for that. Winning, Jesse, you probably went to the tombs. Pot awful sucks. 1,000 years of awful. A cheese sandwich is not preventative measures. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get into it. So these guys, they're arresting me. They've got me. They put me in the handcuffs. You know, they put my hands behind my back. Put me in handcuffs. Now, here's the thing. Here's something I've noticed. Every time I've ever dealt with law enforcement, which is now four times, maybe more, but four times where it was directly being dealt with with because of me, right? Four times I've dealt with law enforcement. There's something I've noticed. There's always a rookie. It's like the movies. I don't know what it is, man, but every time I've ever dealt with them, even if it's just two guys, one of them is a rookie and the other one's the seasoned veteran. So we, I've got five dudes in my house here. And I immediately, I have this weird ability to immediately sniff out the rookie. And every time I always make it, I always do something to the rookie. I always get them a little off guard, something, right? So these guys, they're questioning me about a bunch of stuff and whatever and trying to prep me. And I'm saying to them, what the fuck is this about? Get out of here. Let me go. This is bullshit. I'm a sovereign citizen. I'm just, I'm a traveler. I'm just traveling. You have no right. Um, oh, check that out. Uh, that was a pizza fund sign up. Thank you so much to the person who just signed up to uh, the pizza fund. Um, shout out in the chat room. Hit, hit my at in the chat room so I can say thanks if that was you. Um, so this guy, though, this one guy, he was like, all these dudes were super short, by the way. I might be the tallest guy in Brooklyn. These guys are so tiny. They're like your special fucking intelligence enforcement officer guys, and they're all five foot fucking nothing manlets. I could have easily just bam, 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 taken them all. Uh, I wouldn't, and <laughs> I didn't do that. That shows that I never would do that. I'm just saying, physically speaking, in a you know, in a combat situation it would be no problem these guys are so small but i'm easily able to pick out the run to the litter and for whatever reason this time i make myself i make nice with that guy it was just instinctual i can't explain it but i start making nice with that guy he was like a younger hispanic sort of looking guy maybe puerto rican or something he had these big glasses on 
There's him. There's always the lead guy. So there's this lead guy. He's like an Italian guy. Hey, all right, you got anything? You got any weapons on you? There's this. Uh, there's one tall guy. There's one guy like my height, and he he was like a like probably around a little older than me, black guy. There's a, but there was this manlit black guy. This manlit black guy. I did nothing. I did nothing. I'm super. You don't expect it from me. I'm. I'm pretty respectful in these situations. I understand the severity of them and I treat them as such, right? This dude, this manlet, I, I guess just it's one of those chicken hawk things where he needs to assert himself. He hated me. And I think it might have been because I had this giant smile on my face. And it was partially a giant smile because I'm a goofy retard, partially a giant smile because I'm thinking this is going to be content. Also partially a giant smile because uh, of like a defense mechanism. This is like, this is bad, but I know I'm in the right here, so I'm not going to, there's no chance I'm going to let it show that this is bad on my face. No chance. Because I knew that if they take me in and all that kind of stuff, they're going to use that against me. They're going to use my fear against me, right? So I wasn't afraid. I really wasn't. It was like, you smile enough and it just changes your brain. And this little fucking runt hated it. Check it out. Another pizza funder. Thank you so much for the sign up, guys. Really, really fucking appreciate it. Um, <laughs> I just saw one of the super chats. That's funny. Uh, is Bubba real? <laughs> there are some Bubbas, but I didn't meet uh, one biblically, if that's what you're asking. Do, do decurus. Do, I don't know how to say your name, man, but Doedecurus asked, is Bubba real? Probably. I wasn't in prison. I was in jail. You guys know there's a difference between those two things, right? And I wasn't in lockup only, either. like not the the holding tank. Not, I, I was in that too, but I, no, I went to real jail. All right, again, this is the only paperwork I have is the form that let me collect my valuables afterwards. They give you nothing else saying that like, oh, you actually didn't commit a crime, you're free to go. Probably because you would then use that form to sue them. <laughs> but it's the only form I have. I'm lucky to have it because the last time I didn't get anything. So, oh, I hear, so they kind of start, they have me sit down for a minute. I'm sitting there handcuffed. And this is all still inside my apartment. And the guy comes back up from downstairs while he's you know, picking around in, in here. And he says something, 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 uh, DAT. Now I know what a DAT is. So I immediately perk up at that. Cause I'm thinking, okay, cool. That's exactly what I want. I want that DAT. I go use DAT desk appearance ticket. And immediately all the other guys look at me and they're like, you know what that is? Oh, Okay, you've been arrested before. What do you, what would you, what did you get arrested for? You've been you you got arrested before? They're immediately questioning me on this. Now, a DAT, for those of you who don't know, desk appearance ticket. What that is, I don't think this is the case in all states, but in New York, especially in New York City, they have this thing called desk appearance ticket where they don't hold you in jail. You don't go to jail. They bring you in for questioning. You do get arrested. They bring you in for questioning. And then you are just given a note that says when you go back to court at a future date, because they assume you're not an actual threat to yourself or society or whatever. So 
if you, you know, super promise you'll be there on your court date, they'll just let you go until then. And then you get your judgment then. Uh, and they have to do that here because otherwise, I mean, it's New York City. There's a fucking billion people here, right? So it, they would be constantly filled up in the jail. It would be untenable if they didn't do that for all the petty shit. Well, all the petty shit where they couldn't just easily bust a black guy who doesn't know any better. I mean, they are fucking predators on these black dudes. These black dudes, they do the, like the littlest, dumbest shit and they manage to get money out of every single one of them. These guys don't realize that you can fight it legally. You can say, do you have any proof? And if they don't, then you get away with it, even if you did it. They don't understand that. The black community, somebody needs to reach out to, like some Jewish lawyer needs to reach out to the black guys and go, well, I guess, yeah, I mean, it would be good business for a Jewish lawyer. Reach out to the black guys and say, look, stop admitting you did it to them. Stop... Yeah, I, they just want to get out of there as soon as possible. $125, sure, I'll pay it. Yeah, Yes, I did it. I'm guilty. I'll pay. I mean, the real fucking predatory shit. I saw it a ton the first time I got arrested when I had to go to court six times over a year. This time, though, I saw it up close and personal because I was the only white guy in jail. Ladies and gentlemen, come on down. <laughs> Literally the only white dude almost the entire time in that jail cell. And I talked to all these guys, man, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, holy shit, somebody just sent in a crazy super chat amount. What the hell? Uh, appreciate it, Jank. So I'll get to that in a bit. So I say, I, so that's the desk appearance ticket. You want the desk appearance ticket because it means you're a free man. And also it looks good. It looks good to the judge if you get the DAT because then they go, well, if he was not dangerous enough that we needed to hold him immediately, then is this really that big a deal, you know? And that's kind of the way the law works. The judge just kind of goes, eh, does it, do I feel like it right now? You don't, you really don't realize, I mean, maybe not outside of New York, but New York, they have so many cases they have to go through. It's so fucking back up, backed up here all the time. These things go through in seconds. I'm not joking, seconds. They, they just get it over and done with. And a lot of times the, the judge will just be like, all right, look, I don't really have time for this. It's your first time. We're going to let it go. All right, case dismissed. Bye. I saw that happen a bunch of times. So... I was hoping that would happen this time. So I ask about the DAT. They're like, oh, you've been arrested before. You've been arrested. I go, I've been arrested, yes. But you'll come to find I have no charge. I had, I was never, I was charged with something, but I was never found guilty of anything. It's been expunged. I won that one. So I see what you're doing here with your little, oh, you've been arrested. Oh, what'd you do? But the answer is I did nothing. They arrested me for no reason like you guys are doing right now. That didn't make them happy. <laughs> didn't, they didn't like that. I know I just said I'm pretty respectful during these things, but once they show their true colors, when they start doing that little bullying, oh, oh, you did this, huh? Oh, you did that. I give them back the same energy they give me. When they're respectful, I'm respectful. When they're doing their weasel worm shit, forget about it, all right? So they take me outside. They say it's time to go. And they didn't really answer my DAT question. So now I'm like, uh-oh, okay. So 
they walk me outside. And now this is a bizarre moment. And again, I am, I'm asleep. I'm basically asleep at the wheel during this. So they're walking me out. You know, my neighbors can, are seeing this happen, presumably roommates, uh, people who live in my building, things like that can see this happen. So I give the biggest, brightest smile, and I start laughing <laughs> as they're walking me out. And they've, again, these guys are plain clothes. They're in an unmarked vehicle. It's parked at the end of the street and stuff. They walk me all the way down to it, throw me in the back and everything. And I'm just... I'm looking all around. If anybody can see me, I just want them to see the big smile on my face so they know, like, this guy, he didn't really do anything, especially because I live in a black neighborhood. I'm a white guy. I look like this. I don't need anyone thinking I'm a fucking pedophile or something. You know what I mean? I don't, I figure if you're smiling and shit, then you probably, people might go, okay, well, he probably didn't do anything. I don't know. Maybe not. You let me know in the chat what you guys think on that one. Um so they put me in the back of that car. Now the little the little guy, okay, the little manlet that hated me, he he sits in the seat in front of me. You know, they put me in the back. He sits in the seat in front of me. Lead guy is in the uh, driver's seat. The two other guys go into a different vehicle, and then they put the rookie in the back with me. So I'd already sort of cozied up to the rookie a little bit while we were inside. I don't remember what I did, but I remember immediately kind of singling him out a little bit. And uh, so they put me in, they put the belt, you know, they seat belt me in. And man, it's real, it's real hard to sit with your hands behind your back. I don't know what the idea is there. They should really put a pocket back there or something. Um, and, you know, the, they buckle me in. That guy gets in the back with me. He sits down, he doesn't put his belt on. So I lean over to him. I go, hey, man, buckle up. I want you to, you guys buckled me and, you know, I want you to be safe. And the fucking manlet in front of me goes, what'd you say? Now, the guy I said it to had no problem. He goes, what'd you say? I said, I was talking to him, actually. I said, anyway, uh, you know, I appreciate you buckling me in here. You didn't have to. So you should probably buckle up. He goes, I'll be fine. And, uh... Then the manlet says to him, hey, don't let this kid sass you. This kid, I'm probably older than the guy who said, like, this manlet doesn't realize how old I am. <laughs> I'm probably older than him or his age. And he's like, don't let this kid, you know, don't let this kid talk shit to you or whatever. And I give it a minute. We're driving down the road now. We're on the way to the precinct. And I lean over to the rookie again and I go, hey, man, don't listen to him. He's... You're fine. You're doing fine, okay? And at some point during this, it was confirmed for me he was new. He was a rookie. But in that moment, like, I made friends with that guy. So we get out at the precinct. It's not too far from here. And they pull me out of the car, and all of them just kind of stand there. And because they're not from the precinct, they're from this intelligence unit, they, none of them know what to do. Like they don't know where to go or what to do with me. So we're all just kind of standing out there for a minute. And uh, finally the manlet goes, okay, who wants to take him in? I ain't doing it. And, and they're all looking around at each other. Like nobody wants to be the one to take me in. And it's like, well, what? <laughs> what did I do? Uh, <laughs> like, why is this so difficult for you guys that nobody wants to take me in? And wow, another fucking pizza funder. Thank you so much. Uh, very cool. So 
I say, could be any of you. I'll, I'll walk in by myself, you know? Uh, and then the little manlet goes, hey, shut up. I, I don't want to take this fool in. Hey, rookie, you do it. And he makes the rookie take me in. And I, I turn back to the man. I go, fool, really? Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> I, and I'm saying it in this way. I, 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 there's no way for me to properly convey this over audio or even with the video. I'm saying it in a way where I'm looking at him like, aren't you kind of small? Do you know what I mean? Have you ever dealt with a manlet and you're like, you kind of are able to just brush them off as a human being? I don't know how to put that into words or even physicality. You kind of have to be in that moment. But I said, really, fool? And I'm kind of looking at him like, aren't you the tiniest little man I've ever seen? Aren't you small? Aren't you the size, Aren't you big enough to be inside a teacup? Can't I put you in my pocket, take you home for later? You're no bigger than a Toblerone. In fact, a Toblerone, much bigger, much bigger. Tastier too, but both the same color. So this is a very small man. It was very dismissive to him in that way. So the rookie ends up taking me in. And as he's taking me in, I, I whisper to him. I go, hey, man, I'm sorry you had to take me in. That's this guy. What a what a jerk. And he's like, oh, it's no problem. <laughs> so this guy's 100% on my side now. Now we get in there. They take me up to, they don't know where they're going. They take me up to the front desk there. And I immediately see one of the cops who came to my house two months ago when they just broke into my house. One of the guys I reported. In fact, he's the sergeant of the precinct, and he's the guy booking me in. Not good. And he's looking at me like, I remember you. He's looking at me like he's trying to place me. Like, And we're just kind of awkwardly standing there, nobody saying anything. And finally, one of the intelligence guys goes, uh, hey, where do we take this guy? We're booking him in. And the sergeant goes, yeah, hold on. Uh, hey, uh, Johnny, come over here. And he's just staring at me in that way, like, I know something's up here, huh? And so finally, we're just standing there all in silence, just very awkwardly. And I go, uh, hey, Sarge, how's it going? And he's like, I remember you. And I said, I remember you too. And... He said, yeah, 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 I saw you not just just recently, didn't I? And I said, you did. I'm here about something else. <laughs> this, is, this is unrelated. And he goes, okay, all right. But you could see he was loving the fact that I got brought in there. He must have fucking loved it. Now, oh, shit, I just realized I can reveal this on the show. This is something I found out. I found this out long after the fact. So for those who don't know, the reason those cops showed up to my house two months ago is because my girlfriend, Bridget, I was kicking her out. I was dumping her and kicking her out of my house. And she decided to call the police to make it seem like I was abusive. She later admitted to me that she called them so that she wouldn't do anything to me, not so that I wouldn't do anything to her, which I'm sure would be look great if they knew that. I'm sure that would go well for her if they knew that. Bridget revealed to me after I got out of jail that she and I are no longer together, right? But she revealed to me afterwards that the cops, I guess these intelligence guys, not the sergeant, these intelligence guys called her up and asked if I was dangerous or armed. 
Now, why they would have her number still in connection to me when that first time they were at my house was an illegal entering of my fucking house. When there was no police report to be made there, they shouldn't have been making contact with me. I never gave them my ID. You know, none of that kind of stuff. Why my name was still being connected to her number in some way at two months later makes absolutely no sense. But to her credit, she actually told them, no, I'm not dangerous and I'm not armed and this sounds like it's all bullshit. She had no reason to stick up for me there. She did. So to her credit, I got to give props to Bridget. Thank you, Bridget. And I'd do the same. I would do the same. Um, That said, you know, if she, I mean, the idea of them calling her of all people to ask that question about, you know, when I was uh, investigated by the Secret Service, they called my parents, my girlfriend at the time, my roommate, neighbors. Um, They only called Bridget this time. They didn't call my parents or anything like that this time. You'd think maybe that one. Of all the people to call, though, maybe not the girl who I had to kick out of my house and who, you know, has to be on mood stabilizers. (laughs) Maybe not the best person. Again, to her credit, great job, Bridget. Thank you so much. Not taking anything away from that. I'm just saying, if you're the intelligence wing of the police department, is that the smartest person to go to? What if she, what if her answer was, unicorns, umbrella, he, he's got a bomb. Do you take that seriously then? You don't know. She's not, not that crazy. I, I, I'm saying in general, not, like any person who is has to medicate for stuff like that. Is that a smart idea to go off of what they say? I know it's not like they're in, not going to entirely trust that. It's it's trust but verify with that sort of thing. Still an odd choice in my eyes. I don't know. What do you guys think? Bridget, Skylar 2, they're saying. That's right, Skylar 2. Um, so they called her. That Very odd. I wonder if the Sarge had anything to do with that. What do you guys think? You think the sergeant might have had something to play? Like they, the intelligence guys didn't have her number, right? It would have been the guys at that precinct who had her number, but it was the intelligence guys who called. That's what she told me. She said, I spoke to somebody at the NYPD intelligence or something like that. She knew that without me telling her that's who arrested me. So it had to be true. Um, Bridget is hilarious at Povich. I like Bridget. She always blocks and then unblocks, but she's super funny and cool. She's very funny. Bridget's incredibly funny. She's a very funny girl. Uh, real shame what happened there. I'm sorry to say I think you're really sex-tarded for dating her, Jesse. Very low IQ move, says Vinny, a 15, 16-year-old who cannot spell, who goes to an inner-city school. He's white, goes to an inner-city school and couldn't spell his way out of a paper bag to save his life. He's telling me something's a low IQ move. Thank you, Vinny. Um, (laughs) I I don't know. In in the one instance I've needed since uh, dumping her, I needed her to have my back. She had it. So I don't know. I feel like I did fine with that one. Bridget is funny though. So anyway, they take me in. They send me downstairs, upstairs. I can't remember if it was upstairs or downstairs to 
the interrogation room. Now, this is where I went the first time I got arrested. I'm thinking, okay, I'm used to this, but I go into this one. The first time I was arrested, it was in Manhattan. This was in Brooklyn, and it's a little different. It's a little bit different. Now, number one, these guys have updated computers. (laughs) Back when I was arrested the first time, they still had beige boxes for monitors. It was one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen. The only time I've ever seen pot awful on an old CRT computer monitor because they were streaming my show into the police department the last time I was arrested. This time they've got very shitty flat screen monitors, right? They put me in this interrogation room. It's different. Number one, it's got a pipe to chain me to. Now, when I was interrogated the first time, no cuffs. I don't know if I was ever cuffed the first time, but this time I'm being held to a wall and locked in. And there's a camera this time. There was no camera last time. There's a camera now, probably a microphone uh, right over my shoulder. Now, here's the interesting thing. So Rookie is the one who had to take me in, remember? And at some point, they undid the the cuffs and then redid them. Rookie redid them. And then he redid them to the pipe that's holding me to the wall. Now, when Rookie redid the cuffs, he did them pretty fucking loose. Here's the thing. I discovered while I was in the car on the way there that even with them probably where they're supposed to be, my hands are small and double-jointed enough, just enough, that I can – I mean I can do all sorts of weird shit with my hands, right? And you've probably noticed on the show before if you watch the video versions of the show that my hands are often weirdly contorting. I'm very oddly double-jointed in my hands, and I can squeeze my thumb in to a degree that really takes away some of what would keep a cuff on. As you can see right there, that's almost the same as the the wrist. There's almost no difference, and all you have to do is that little bit of squeeze on the flesh, and the cuff would come right off. So I actually, while I was in the vehicle, I without them knowing it, I took the cuffs off. When we got out, I put them back on before they knew it. When they put me, when this kid, this rookie, put me on the pipe, he did it so loose, I could just take it off just like that. I mean, it was like nothing. And that's when I knew, you know what? It has paid off the friend, the rookie. The rookie, he ain't trying to keep me anywhere. He don't give a shit. He hates this little manlet guy just like I do, talking smack to him too, making him do the work like just because he's the new guy. They're making him do all the computer entry stuff too. That's when I really knew, oh, this is the rookie. They made him fill everything in. He clearly didn't know how to do it even. And it's taking forever because they're making him do all the computer work. I slipped right the fuck out of that cuff. I sat there on camera, you know, got my hands like this. And every time they looked back at me, whoop, just put it right back on. Whoop, no big deal. Beneficial mutant. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Let me go through some of these super chats since uh, I'm... I'm taking a look at the chat again and we'll see what you guys are saying in there. Um, where did I leave off? I believe I left off at Elizabeth's, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, okay. Jank sent in $50. Big man, fucking Jank. Thank you. Jesse didn't do nothing. Hit glows with your cars tonight. I don't know what that means. Jank says again for another five. He says, oh, by the way, did they try to give you that weird Kool-Aid water? Don't drink that. They put dick softener in that. Oh, is that like they put saltpeter in that to try to mellow you out? I don't think so. I think the only option was water. 
oh, I did drink water while I was in the jail. I, I, I had my story backwards before. I ate no food the entire time. I did drink water while I was in the jail. I wouldn't drink it while I was in the holding tank, though. While I was still in the precinct, I didn't drink it. I'll get, I'll get back to that in a bit. Katie says, I missed you a little bit. Holy wow, I slid my finger across the screen and changed the amount to $400. I like you, but not enough to blow my rent. Wait, did Katie accidentally send in $400? Is that what happened? Um, Okay, well, thanks, Katie, for uh, not liking me that much. Uh, Mike says, the police are all F-A-G-S, you mean, when you say F-A-G-S, you mean Facebook, Apple, Google, and Spotify, of course, the the best companies on earth. Pavich says, coincidentally, the only podcaster in jail, too. <laughs> okay, I don't remember what that was in reference to, but sure. Um, oh, the only one who's doing anything exciting. Well, yes, coincidentally, the only one in jail. Uh, yeah, uh, not a coincidence. I'm pushing the boundaries. Remember, this is New Frontier. Okay, I'm in the vanguard of all this shit. I don't do a podcast, by the way. I know it's pod awful. I'm not doing a podcast. I'm not doing a YouTube channel or whatever. By the way, we're on DLive right now. Did you guys hear about PewDiePie going to DLive? We're on DLive right now as we speak. So if you do hate YouTube so much, you can watch us on DLive instead. But I will never check in with that chat or anything going on over there. I don't know what's going on over there at all. But I believe we're streaming to DLive right now. Scott says, better call Ja Rule lawyer of the night. (laughs) Uh, Cole Sheehan just sent in two bucks. Thank you. Milhip says, most believe their exes were armed and dangerous. You got yourself a temporary keeper there, bro. Uh, Well, I kept her temporarily and yeah, it worked out. So I guess so. Caleb says, take my money from Google Rewards. Now Google is paying you. Apparently they were doing a thing a while ago where like, I don't know if they're still doing this or not, where you could send in like a dollar super chat and it was free for you, but I would still get the dollar or whatever amount of that I get. I don't know if that's still the case, but maybe look into that, guys, okay? Maybe maybe take a look and see if they're still doing that, if you're actually getting charged for that. Nosehair515 says, my sister needs a sugar daddy if Jenk's interested. <laughs> yeah, fucking money bags Jenk over here. Me too. The new Jesse. Jesse is like a life coach. I, how, what did I do? Vinny, do you go to school with, oh boy, I'm not even going to read that one. I almost sent in $400, says Katie, LOL. Caught myself before I hit send. If I wasn't poor, I would. You know what, Katie? Just send it in, okay? I think I deserve it at this point. Look at what I'm going through for your show, all right? Just your little show. Look how long this show is going to run, too. I mean, how fucking deep into this are we? An hour and seven minutes. I've ba- I haven't even gone to jail yet in the story. <laughs> So I'm just now getting interrogated. So I slip in in and out of the cuffs as I please. All right. Nobody can stop me. I'm smoking and there's nothing they can do about it. I wait and wait and wait. They love to keep you waiting. They love to sweat you out and those things. So I'm waiting there for a while and fine. I can see them though. They're, They're right on the other side of some, a door there. Finally, they, uh, they come in. And it's the rookie and the lead guy. And I guess, the lead, you know, the lead guy's showing the rookie the ropes, right? And the lead guy's doing all the talking. The rookie's just there to watch. And the lead guy goes, all right, so here's the deal, okay? And I'm sure you already know this, but... And I go, no, I don't know anything that's going on. Why would I know this? And he goes, okay, well, so be it. Either way, 
YouTube contacted us. So this is how I know it's YouTube, okay? Don't think, again, this ain't fucking clickbait. I wouldn't do that shit. The guy told me YouTube. He says, YouTube contacted us. I said, YouTube, like the company, YouTube. He goes, yeah. I I said, like, someone specific at YouTube or just the entire? He's like, a representative of of YouTube contacted us. And... You know, bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> he says uh, that you were saying some things. I'm sure you know what it was. What I go, no, no. He says, well, they're saying you made terrorist threats. <laughs> I said, what? Now, at this point, I'm thinking it's, you know, aggravated harassment or any other little bullshit charge they might try to get you on. The aggravated harassment was the one that got me arrested the first time. So I'm thinking it's that I hear terrorist. I go, Oh, this is bad. And he confirms that when he says, yeah, so that's bad. And that's a felony. And this is an a one felony. I mean, this is big time jail time. All right. Prison time. You, you could be in there forever for this. And I go, well, I didn't do it. So, <laughs> and he goes, well, look, I don't know. I don't know what you did, but here's what you can do. Here, here's your, your options. You were asking about the DAT before. Here are your options. Now, if you give us consent to search your stuff, and we go through your stuff, uh, we can, and plea down, we'll plea you down. So it'll go from terroristic threats to aggravated harassment and false reporting of a terrorist threat. Let me repeat that. They were willing to plea me down from terrorist threat to false reporting of a terrorist threat. Now, call me crazy. Call me loco. (laughs) But I'm pretty sure the false reporting of a terrorist threat is what you two did. How am I going to plea down to what YouTube did. Doesn't really make a whole fucking lot of sense. Now does it? I don't think so. Also, let's say YouTube was right. Let's say I'm a terrorist and I made a terrorist threat. Why are you willing to plea it down? Now, cops don't think you're smarter than them. You are. Almost everyone is smarter than a cop. Almost everybody, okay? Cops are stupid. So when you hear that they're willing to plea you down from one of the absolute worst charges you could possibly get, absolute worst criminal offenses you could ever get, you know, outside of murder, terrorist threat, pretty big, pretty big. If they're willing to plea you down at all from that to a lesser thing, then they either have no evidence or they don't think you're actually dangerous. So even if they have evidence, they don't think you actually meant it, right? Because let's say you did murder someone. Let's say I killed a guy, right? Hypothetically speaking, let's say, let's just, in a hypothetical scenario, let's say there some lawyer was walking down the street and I killed him. I was just murdering lawyers left and right. Let's say that hypothetically happened. I have a feeling they wouldn't plea me down to rape. 
Is that a lesser? <laughs> Maybe that was. I have a feeling they wouldn't plead me down to robbery. You know what I mean? So that's an issue. There's a lot of issues going on here. One, why would you let me plead down from the worst thing if I really did it? Two, how could I be uh, uh, a terrorist and falsely reporting terrorists? That makes no sense at all. And here's their third problem that they didn't realize going into this because, again, when they asked me what I was arrested for before, I wouldn't tell them. I wouldn't play their game with them. The third thing that they said was aggravated harassment, which is what I was arrested for the first time, and I already happen to know for a fact that broadcasting is not aggravated harassment because the letter of the law in New York State for aggravated harassment is electronic forms of communication initiated with the intent to annoy, alarm, harass, so on and so forth. Um, and broadcasting is not initiating communication with somebody. It's a form of communications, but it is not you calling up somebody and saying, I'm going to fucking kill you because you don't know that they're going to hear it. You don't assume that they'll hear it, right? Um, it's literally the reason they couldn't convict me with that the last time. So I know for a fact that charge, boom, go ahead and throw that one away. Filing a false report, boom, go ahead and throw that one away. But there's one problem. He said in order to plea that down, I would have to give them consent to search my shit. And in exchange for that, I would get the plea and I would get the desk appearance ticket. Otherwise, no DAT, still the worst charge. I ain't letting them search my shit. He says, if that happens, if you, if you, uh, if you don't do that, then you get charged with the terroristic threat and we get a warrant. We search all your stuff anyway. And then I start to laugh and he gets a phone call right then. Right then. So he's, uh, he's about to give me my options, right? He's about to go, okay, what do you want? And he gets a phone call. And he goes, ah, dude, I'm sorry. You mind if I take this just one second? I go, of course. Take your time, I say. <laughs> so he steps back out of there. I'm left inside the room with Rookie. Now, Rookie and I are just sitting there awkwardly. I slip out of the handcuff again just to see if he notices. He doesn't. Rookie says to me, after a minute of awkward silence between us, he goes, you know, I mean, and he clearly is, he's not being an asshole here. I don't blame Rookie for any of this. This is not him trying some weaselly cop shit. He says to me, you know, I mean, it sounds like a pretty good deal to plea it down because, I mean, honestly, this is like a really bad charge, man. You could really, I mean, you're going to be in a lot of trouble for this. And I said, well, I'm not. Because I didn't do it. <laughs> That's not how, I mean, you don't just get in trouble for things you don't do. It's not how it works. And he said, yeah, but I mean, even still, the, don't you want the desk appearance ticket? And I said, I said to him, you realize what he just said is my options are I consent to a search or I get searched anyway. That's not an option. You didn't give me an option. And I'm glad I did that because what I didn't know, and this is the fucking weaselly liar shit cops do. What I didn't learn until 20 minutes later after this whole interrogation bit was over, probably an hour later really, was I was being charged with all three of those things already. It wasn't I was pleading down to just the other two. 
I was being charged with all three, they would have gotten rid of the terrorist charge. So I'm simultaneously being charged with terroristic threats and false reporting of terrorist threats. That was what was happening. So I'm so glad in the end that I went with this. I don't know that I would do it again after my experience in jail. I might want that desk appearance ticket the next time. But I'm glad I didn't consent to a surge at the very least, for, for sure on that. So the guy walks back in. He goes, all right, sorry about that, uh, you know, pfft, the wife or whatever. Uh, anyway, uh, so what's it going to be? Uh, what are you thinking on this? You know, he's being nicey-nicey. They, they do this thing or they try to be friendly with you at first because they think if they're your friend, they act like your friend, it's not good cop, bad cop. It's the same guy. He tries to be your friend at first, and if that doesn't work, then he will be an absolute lying asshole to you. So... He had already lied to me at that point, though, anyway. Um, in fact, most of the lying is done during the good cop portion of that. So he says, what are you going to do? And I said, well, as I just told your associate here, you gave me the options of getting my shit searched or getting it searched, but I have to make you work for it. So I'm going to take the one where you have to work for it. Go ahead and get your warrants. I'm not going to let you search my shit. You do not have consent to go back in my house, to look at my computers, whatever it is you think you need in there. No. And he says, well, I mean, that look, that's your choice, but then you're still going to get the charge here. I said, I, I know. I didn't do it. doesn't matter. You don't get to search my shit. Go try to get your warrant. And he said, okay, that's your right. That's your right to do. Now, speaking of rights, I got to read you your Miranda rights so you understand that, right? And I said, yeah, yeah, okay, go ahead. I said, I, I'm, I just want you to know right now before you, I said, before you read them, because here's the thing, the first Miranda right is you have the right to remain silent, right? So once he says that, I'm going to remain silent. So I said, all right, before you re- read me the Miranda rights, I just want you to know right now, I have no intentions of answering any further questions from you without legal representation. And he says, oh, you want a lawyer? Okay, all right. All right, then. All right. Well, then I guess we're done here. And he gets up and he walks out and the the rookie follows him. So he never read me my Miranda rights. At no point was I ever Mirandized during this arrest, which I'm, I'm pretty sure is illegal. I'm pretty sure that's no good. I could probably have some sort of case over that. I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and pretend to know the law, but I know it well enough. (laughs) I know it well enough to not get myself fucked over by these lying scumbags. This guy acting like I was not already being charged with all three of these things and like like it's a good idea to let him look through my shit uh, with absolutely no effort on his part. So I don't know, but he never read me my Miranda rights even immediately after saying that he was about to do it. It was clear he was mad that I was essentially saying, lawyer, lawyer. So they leave me in there to rot a little while. Then they move me over to a cell. And it's like, it's just a little, this isn't even the holding tank yet. This is like a different little cell they've got up in the detective area. And I'm sitting there watching them put in all my info on the computer. I'm sitting there, sitting there forever. Smile on my face the whole time. Never stop smiling during all this. Smile on my face the whole time. The man lit keeps walking by, just staring at me, trying to like mean mug me. And I just smile at him. I kind of wave. 
the uh, tall black guy, he's he's fine with me. He he asked me multiple times, "You want some water? You need anything? Can I get you anything?" Um, and I refuse to take the water, and here's why: don't ever drink anything from a cop when you're in the when you're being questioned. Not during the questioning part. Once you're in jail, fine. Don't ever drink or eat anything from a cop because what they really want is your DNA. I'm already mad they were taking my fingerprints. I'm already mad they'd be taking my mug shot and all that kind of stuff. I don't like the fact that they're (laughs) allowed to just collect your biometrics for God knows what purposes in the future. I mean, clearly they're still connecting me to my ex-girlfriend months after the fact that I didn't even go to jail Somehow they're still keeping records of me. My, my records from years ago had already been erased. But don't ever drink anything from them because they will take that and they'll take your DNA off of it. I know that sounds like conspiracy theorist bullshit. They do it. All right. So I kept just nicely declining like, no, I'm good. Thank you so much. So thank you. Um, And the amount he tried to push me drinking water while I was in there, something was up. They were trying to get something. They needed something from me. And I already knew. I mean, I knew in the interrogation room, oh, they've got nothing. They've got no evidence. And I thought for sure, I'm walking out of here. Great, cool. So I didn't get the DAT, but I'll, I'll probably walk out of here before you know anything even happens, right? So finally, after like an hour of all this shit, they open up the cell and they go, all right, come on, come with us. And I'm thinking, okay, cool. Maybe they're letting me go. Let's see what happens here. And nope, they take me down into the holding tank, you know, the drunk tank, the 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 temporary cell to fingerprint me, to take the mug shots, all that kind of stuff. Got to fingerprint you, got to do all that. So they take me in there. I go in there. This is where it starts getting wild, bro. I might have to fucking go into like a pot after show for this. This is getting long. I apologize. It's so long, but it's a good tale. Huh? You guys having fun? It's a pretty good tale, right? Again, if I miss, if you are wondering anything, if I'm missing out on anything, please super chat it to me. Cause I'll miss it in the chat room. I can't keep up with the chat, but, uh, for the love of God, I don't want to let, leave you wondering anything. Cause if you have any questions at all, Now's the time. I don't want to ever answer these questions again. (laughs) Okay? I really want to put this whole thing behind me. It was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. So they take me in to do the fingerprinting. And in there, it's all in the same room. The jail cell, the fingerprinting. There's a cop already sitting there. He's there to watch the guy, the the people who are already in the cell. There's one guy already in the cell. He's this 70-year-old homeless looking black guy. He's got dreads. His beard is all matted. His clothes look like shit. He looks dirty. And he's yelling. He's screaming. He's in there. He's mad. I figure he's drunk and he's in there because of that or whatever. I have no idea why he actually was in there. But, oh, actually, no, I do. I do know why he was in there. Uh, But he's just screaming. But I come in and he calms down a little bit at first just to kind of get the lay of the land, figure out the situation going on. So he starts to calm down, but you know, you walk in, I go, oh shit, I'm about to be put into this, you know, eight by eight block with this dude who's screaming when I walk in, this crazy old homeless guy. And so they start doing the fingerprinting. No, I guess first they take my mugshot. By the way, my mugshot 
I'm so mad. Uh, both times I was arrested, like you can't find my mug shots because there was never actually any, like I, I didn't do a crime, so it's gone. And this time I didn't even go to court. So there are, they don't exist. I actually got mug shots twice this time for some reason. This first mug shot, it's one of the best pictures I've ever taken. Remember, I would not stop smiling the whole time. I wanted them to know how fucked up they were for bringing me in so i would not stop smiling i and i was thinking about it i was like you know what every time like a celebrity goes to jail the smart ones i use that loosely but the ones who have an idea they take a a mugshot like it's a goddamn headshot like they're trying to get their next role remember that paris hilton mugshot where she's just smizing at the camera you know all the best ones they're like doing it like it's a photo shoot. So I did the same thing. I'm like, it was the best photos I've ever taken. I saw it afterwards. These are great pictures of me. I looked awesome in them. And keep in mind, again, now it's been a couple hours and I was awakened from a dead sleep. I've eaten nothing in this time. I haven't had any water in this time. I'm dying. This is a great photo of me, though. I looked awesome. <laughs> I really wish I had these mugshots. They don't do that thing where you hold something up, where you hold the little placard up. You're not in front of the line. So it doesn't even look like a mugshot at all. And it's a genius move because let's say, let's say this somehow went on the news. Let's say, oh, a local man is a terrorist. And the <laughs> local man with, with alt-right Nazi podcast it turns out to be a terrorist. Um, they would use your mugshot. If they could, because they know your mugshot's going to look the worst. If you can make it look like not a mugshot, they don't have anything on you. They won't use it, right? And so then they've got to use some promotional picture I made of myself. <laughs> they have to use my handiwork. They can't use the mugshot. So it's a very smart move. If you ever go to jail, if you ever have to get arrested and get a mugshot, try to look your absolute fucking best in it, man. It's it's a smart move. You don't think of Paris Hilton as smart, but she knows what she's doing sometimes, okay? So this is a great picture of me. Then they go to fingerprint me. Now, this is interesting. This is a weird little thing that happened. Actually, before I get to it, let me check in with these super chats because I saw we got one in. Uh, Lindsay says, St. John cops take your glasses when they hold you. They let me keep my glasses. I was shocked by that, actually. I had on these glasses. They let me keep wearing those. They took out my drawstring from my hoodie. Um, and I specifically put on shoes that did not have laces because I knew they would try to take the laces out. Yeah. Here, the only thing they worry about is you hanging yourself in the jail cell. <laughs> so they just get rid of that stuff or I guess making kites. Cole says, look, we know you killed that guy and we can prove it. But if you admit that you did it, you'll only be charged with graffiti. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's exactly the point. Yeah. Look, it's bad, man. Mac, I got to tell you, it's bad. It's looking real bad. You see, we got video evidence, all right? 100% undeniable video proof that you raped that woman at knife point and then stuck your, your dick in her ass until she uh, bled out, okay? We got a, an hour-long video of her writhing on the ground, bleeding in pain. It's going to play terribly in court. All you got to do is say that you did it We'll just charge you with petty theft. <laughs> okay. Scott says, I now have the direct number for Gabe Atman. Should the NYPD try this stunt again? Pot awful forever. 
Uh, nose hair 515 says, I got my friend Jim to watch. Shout out to Jim. Shout outs to Jim. Thanks, Jim, for watching. All right. If they couldn't use the mugshot, they'd have to use blessed Jesse, says Chewy in the chat room. That would rule. How much would that rule? But I, I, in all honesty, though, I want that mugshot. So somebody find me my mugshots, please. Nobody ever believes me when I say I went to jail. You know, I'm glad I got this paper because I already, I got questioned. I think they must have talked about me on uh, either Revenge of the Sis or Nightwave or whatever. And they were like, yeah, some people are saying this isn't real. Or something. It's fucking real, man. I've got an arrest number and everything. You can see there, look, drawstring. You see that? Drawstring. That's where they took the drawstring from my fucking thing. I'm not making this shit up, man. I swear to God. So anyway, they start taking my fingerprints. Now, this is the weird thing that happened because this actually happened the first time I got arrested too. They've got this electronic thing. They don't do it with ink anymore. You know, they've got a little touchscreen thing that records your fingerprints. And as much as I hate the idea of giving my fucking bio, biometric you know, prints to these people of any kind. I'm not doing anything to try to fuck it up. But every time, this is the tall black guy is the one who took me down here. This tall black guy who, again, was nice to me the whole time. I was nice to him the whole time. He's trying to, you know, roll my thumb and all that kind of stuff. He does it all for you. I'm not resisting. I'm not doing anything weird. It will not take my prints he turns to the cop who's already sitting at the desk and this is another black guy he's like uh an older black guy and the kind of guy who looks like he's you know oh i'm a day from retiring (laughs) he looks like he's had it already and he turns to that guy he goes hey man something wrong with this this thing won't take his prints and the older black guy is like yeah it's no it's fine you just gotta roll it and so the guy's like, I'm, I mean, I'm doing it, man. I, I, you know, I've done this a million times before. It's not taking it. So he keeps trying to get my prints on there. And every time it comes up, error, error. Like I don't have fingerprints. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I have in the past attempted to uh, change and modify my fingerprints. I know that sounds fucked up. I, I must sound like such a fucking nutcase, like a, a prepper or something. But I just thought like, oh, well, you know, I don't like that they already have my prints from a crime I did not commit the last time. Let me see what I could do here, you know. So there's nothing you really can do. You can't even like, you know, men in black burn them off. I I don't think you really can get rid of them. But it is interesting. It is interesting. These machines can't take my prints. There are very odd things about my hands. That's why I'm able to slip out of the handcuffs, right? There, there has always been an odd nature to my hands. I can't explain it, but they do have abilities, okay? And I don't just mean those weird physical ones. Like, there's this thing. There's something about my hands where they seem to wick moisture out of things. I know that sounds weird, but I used to take art class in high school and I'd go to, uh, you know, we'd make clay. We'd do clay sculpting. And all the other kids could just do it, no problem. I had to keep wet paper towels nearby to, not for my hands, to re-moisten the clay because I would hold the clay for like a minute, not even a minute, like seconds, and it would just dry up and crumble. 
I can't explain it. I've never, you know, I try not to talk about this stuff because it sounds completely loony, but it's true. It's 100% true. I I don't know what it is, but there's weird properties to my hands. Um, dear God guides your hands. Yes, maybe it's something to do with dear God. Uh, that reptilian DNA, it's whatever it is, it was clear from the guy's reaction that this doesn't normally happen. There's not a problem with this machine. There's another machine right next to it too. They never tried the second machine. So, you know, process of elimination, maybe just try the other machine, but they didn't do that. But it, it didn't take a single one of my prints correctly. Not one of them. And they do not just your fingerprint. They do your whole hand and then they do sections of it in every little segment of your finger. It's insane what they're doing with this shit. And every time it came up, error, error. And so the guy's getting frustrated, but he's not frustrated with me. He knows it's not me. He can feel that I'm not doing anything. He's frustrated with the machine. He thinks the machine is the problem. So he turns to the guy again. He's like, man, I, I can't get the, is there something we can do? I mean, so the guy gets up. He says, here, here, let me do it. Let me do it. So he picks up my, he's like, cause he, he's, he's pushing, he's pushing. This guy has not been, he has no idea what I've been doing. He's behind me. He can't even see what's going on, let alone, you know, feel if I'm pushing or using too much pressure or something. And the guy even defended me. The guy who brought me in defended me. He was like, nah, man, he ain't doing nothing. He ain't doing nothing. And so the guy goes, look, 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 there. And he just, he does it. He doesn't complain about anything I did. I just give him my limp hand and he just takes it. He goes, there, see? And then it pops up, eh, error, error. And then he looks at me like, like he's going to kill me. Like I've done this. And he goes, see, he pushing, he pushing down on it. You stop pushing. And I go, dude, chill out. I'm not doing anything. Did I do it? And I turned to the other guy. I go, was I doing anything when you did it? He goes, no. I said, I'm not doing anything. You're just mad that you thought you knew better than him. And now you look stupid too. Don't try to put this shit off on me. This is literally what I said to him. I'm not exaggerating for the story or over explaining here. I said, don't try to put it off on me that you can't do it either. Okay. My hand is just sitting here. You do whatever you want with my hand. Well, not whatever you <laughs> pause, pause, pause. So he goes to do another finger. He thinks maybe it's the finger. He cha changes fingers on me. Stop it. You pushing, you pushing. I go, dude, I'm not put. He goes, you do it one more time. I don't, I'm like, I'm already going in the, what are you going to do? I'm not doing anything. I want this to speed up. I, I didn't do anything. So I'm free to go at some point here. So I would like this to be fast. I'm not going to hold this process up. Now I'm thinking maybe he's mad because he's had to deal with the dude, the homeless guy in the cell and that guy had been yelling at him. I'm thinking he's been put on edge because of that. I don't give a fuck though. Don't take it out on me. Don't accuse me of shit when I'm clearly sitting, I'm literally just like a, a, a toe tap and burger meister sitting there with the limpest of wrists just here, here, just roll my finger. Like I've got, I mean, I'm, I'm tired. I couldn't have been pressing down if I wanted to at that point. And this dude keeps yelling at me, man. Oh, it was making me so mad. Oh man, I just wanted to fucking pop him. But the guy, to his credit, the other guy was on my side the whole time. And so this dude gives up. He says, he, he's not letting me do it. And so he just leaves. <laughs> and when he leaves, I turned back to the guy. I go, 
I swear I wasn't doing anything. He goes, I know, man, whatever. This thing don't work. So he just puts it all in and it puts them all in wrong. And he goes, I'm just going to, I'm going to make it take those. It's wrong. Whatever. We got to get this over with. It's taking too long. I mean, we spent 20 to 25 minutes trying to get my fingerprints taken. It was nuts. And then they put me in the cell next to the old homeless Jamaican man. Uh, Oh, I forgot this part though. I forgot this part. So <laughs> while the guy, while my, the, the guy who actually brought me in, not the mean cop, while the guy who brought me in was finishing up with the fingerprints, all of a sudden Jamaican homeless man gets a bug up his butt again and starts yelling at everybody. Hey man, what do you do? And he says, he says to the cop, he says, and I, I couldn't help myself. He he says to the cop, "Your man, you a nigger." <laughs> what? <laughs> and the cop just kind of—he's not even facing him. He's not looking at him. His eyes get wide. He's like, "What the fuck?" He turns to the guy and he goes, "What'd you say?" And the cop says, "I mean, the uh, guy in the cell goes, you a nigger, man." You a nigga. <laughs> and then he looks back at me like, did you hear that? And I was like, hey, all right, don't look at me. I can't say anything here. And Jamaican guy goes, you too black, man. You too black. Now, I swear to God, this guy, he was dark skinned, but he wasn't like super dark or anything like that. And the guy in the cell was maybe one shade lighter than him. Neither of them were light-skinned. <laughs> and he goes, you too black, man. You too black. You, you're not black, you blue, <laughs> he says. And now my cop guy starts losing. He's like, <laughs> I'm blue. I'm blue. You hear that? And then the other cop is in there. He's like, you hear that? I'm blue. He says, I'm blue. What are you? Because that guy was even darker than him. He says, yeah, that's right. You blue. You guys, you guys all fucked up, man. This kid, he did nothing. Let him go. Let me go. Let him go. Let me go. And now I'm like, all right, I like this guy. I like this guy. And then he, <laughs> and then he says, I need my stuff, man. Bring me my stuff. Bring me my stuff from, from holding. And they goes, uh, the guy goes, uh, what do you need, man? You want me to get your stuff? What do you want? He says, I need my weed, man. They took my weed. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so the guy was brought in because he was smoking weed. He goes, they, they see me out there. I'm smoking the weed, man. They come up to me. They, they arrest me. They arrest me, man. They bring me in here. They, then they take my weed. Can you believe this? Can you believe this? They took my weed. I want my weed back, man. Bring me my weed. <laughs> the cop goes, oh, you want your weed? Okay, well, let me go get it. I'll just get you your weed. And then the guy goes, hold on, hold on. I'm a lot. I can smoke it. I'm going to smoke it up in here. What? You don't believe me. You don't believe me. And then he lifts up his sleeve and he's got one of those metal medical bracelets on. I have no idea what's on it or what it says, but he claims, he goes, this right here, this is, I can smoke. I could smoke right here inside this jail cell. I could smoke anywhere in the United States. I could go to the White House and start smoking. 
Nobody can stop me. I'm, a, I'm one of the only mans allowed in all this country to smoke the weed. And the guy's like, oh, wow, okay, cool. Well, I'd get you your weed, but you just called me blue. So, <laughs> And the guy goes, ah, piss off, piss off. He's like, I- I'm about to have a seizure. I'm about to have a seizure. I need my weed. <laughs> and they're like, you need your medicine. He's like, I got my, me- my-, my medicine, but I-, I need my weed. Stop my seizure. I've been in here six hours, man. And I ain't been able to take my medicine. My medicine. <laughs> Yo, man, it's medicine. Drink bleach, man. It's from the earth. It's healthy for you. It's medicine, man. So they put me in with this guy. Now, I like this guy at this point, though, because he told them to let me go and that he should also go, too. I like that he's calling a black man blue, that he's too black. He's blue. I like that he's yelling that he needs his weed back. He's, he says, I know they're out there smoking it. He thinks they're outside the door just smoking his weed. I like this guy now. They put me in there. Then another guy shows up. They put him in. We're in there a little while. Uh, they let out the, the, the third guy who showed up. So now it's just me and the Jamaican guy again. And... I'm sitting there. I'm like, so when do I get a phone call? I said I need my lawyer. When do we make a lawyer happen? I have no idea what's going on. I don't know that I'm about to go to real jail. I'm thinking this is it. And then all of a sudden, they, the lead investigator guy comes back in and several of his lackeys, I think the manlet was there and the rookie was there. They're like, all right, uh, Stroud, come on. Come with us. I go, what? What's happening? Where are we going? He says, you're going to jail. <laughs> and I go, I'm going to jail? What? He was like, yeah, we're taking you to central booking. I said, well, what does that mean? He says, we take you to central booking, and they book you in, you go to jail, and then, you know, at whatever point you get your court thing, and you find out if you get bail or not. I'm like, holy shit, what? <laughs> okay. So this is all like, I mean, we're only two hours into this, <laughs> which we're about two hours into the program here, too. So I, again, I'm sorry if this is taking too long, but there's a lot of stuff that happened here. Um, am I missing anything? Is there anything really important? Have, have I missed any questions here that you guys need to know? My airy, airy enough. <laughs> Find this man on the street, Jesse. Uh, yeah, I probably could. I'm laughing my ass off. Holy shit. Do blue niggas be balloons? <laughs> I think they can hold you up to 24 hours without the whole lawyer phone call thing. Maybe I'm thinking wrong, though. Not exactly, Empathor. You're not. You're somewhere in the ballpark, but not exactly. I'll explain. So they take me and the old man out of the cell. We're both going to central booking now. They've got a car, you know, ready to take us there. And so I have to follow behind him. He's got a limp. He can't even walk. He's like, give me my cane. Give me my weed. They won't give him either one. And uh, I'm thinking, I don't know. Like, I don't know what any of this is. I'm not one of these guys. I don't know what the steps are here, what the process is here. So I'm thinking, like, am I going to have to go get strip searched? Am I about to be put in a jumpsuit? What, like, wh- I thought I was just in jail. What is this part of it? You know? I don't understand. What? How could there be more? I have to go to a different 
building now? Keep in mind, when they arrested me, they wouldn't let me take my credit, my debit card, my cell phone. I, so none of that stuff was taken with me. Um, most of the shit from my pockets, basically. They let me take $50 in cash and my Metro card, the thing that gets you on the subway. Turns out they gave me the one in my pocket that was expired. So thanks. Shout out to the NYPD intelligence unit. Um, they, they let me bring my ID cause they needed that. Not for my sake for theirs, but they wouldn't let me bring my phone or my, and they, they took my keys. I insisted that they let me, they were going to make me leave my keys inside my house, which I had to explain to them that doesn't work. You see, if the keys are inside the house, I can't get into the house to get the keys. So I, I had to multiple times beg them to take my keys at the very least and they had to submit that in. So the keys stayed at the precinct while me, an old Jamaican homeless man, went to jail, central booking. And there they searched me again, not strip search, nothing like that, for those who are like me and don't know. Um, they just you know, did a pat down. They took the drawstring again. They had taken that originally, then they gave it back to me in the car. This time, I'll tell you this, I don't remember who handcuffed me on the way there, but whoever did it, was the only person to properly handcuff me the whole time because I could not slip out. Man, it was so tight and behind your back. It was a long drive. Ooh, man, that fucking hurt. Um, so they take us there. I don't know what's going on. We get thrown into a, a little holding tank in there for a few minutes. And this is the only time I see another white guy the whole time is... Uh, we get thrown into the holding tank. There's one other white guy in there, and you can tell he, he must look like the way I must have looked, which is what the fuck is happening, what's going on. Like You can just tell from the look on his face this is not what he thought was going to happen. And No, they did not take my drawers and do a cavity search. Nothing like that. Me eats the poison ivy, man. It's from the earth. Yeah, exactly. The sumac, man. The poison sumac. It's good for you. Healthy, man. It's healthy. He got a finger up his butt. Nobody got a finger up their butt or nothing like that. No searching like that, okay? Nobody did the flashlight in the mouth spread them trick. I promise you this. I was afraid of it. It did not happen. So he put us in there. There's like an Arab sort of guy in there. I think his name was literally Abed Abed. <laughs> that was his entire name. There's a white guy, a bunch of black guys, me, old Jamaican man. And uh, then they come for us all and they take us in to get searched. And then they mugshot me again. I have to go through all that process again. I have to answer all these questions. They have to do a, they put us into another holding tank with a ton of dudes. And this one, it's, I mean, it's just, it's all black guys, except for the me, the other white guy, the Arab dude. It's just black guys. And I, I mean, it's crazy. It's not even slightly representational in there. Not even, I mean, it's just nuts, man. It is, it's way worse than you think. Way worse. I don't mean worse like it's bad for you because it's black guys. I mean, like, the numbers game here, it's bad uh, for black dudes, whether it means that they're guilty or not. I mean, either they need to stop fucking up or cops need to stop fucking arresting them for no reason, whatever it may be. I think I have the answer to that, and I'll explain that in a second. So 
They put us into another holding tank. I got to talk to a health person about my medical history, all that kind of stuff. I have to talk to somebody from the DA office about, you know, who to contact if I need to make bail and that kind of stuff, which the answer is me. I have money. I'll pay my own bail. Oh, wait, you wouldn't let me take my fucking debit card with me, so I can't post my own bail. So uh, they're taking all this info and stuff. Keep in mind, this whole time, I have no idea. Like, there's never any follow-up with my mom after I sent her that panicked text message. So I don't know. She's probably calling and texting me nonstop during this, trying to figure out what the fuck is going on, if I'm pranking her or not. Turns out that's exactly what was happening. She thought I was pranking her until I stopped, until I didn't respond for hours. And then she started panickedly calling all around every uh, police station in Brooklyn to figure out if this was true. Despite being 13%, says Jank, yeah. So, finally, at some point, we get put into a cell, like an actual cell. It's about seven of us in there. And uh, no more holding tanks. This is the real deal. On our way into the cell, there's a box just sitting on the floor. This place is a fucking dump, by the way. I mean, I don't mean it's a dump in the way that a jail is a dump. It is filthy. It is a sewer in there, okay? The toilets are all overflowing with shit and piss and spit and trash. There's just trash everywhere. The walls are covered in grime, just human dirt everywhere. It is fucking filthy. And as we're walking to our cell, there's a box on the floor and it's filled with cheese sandwiches in plastic bags. And... The guys, get in your super chats now. If you've got any burning questions you're afraid I won't answer, get those in now because I'm about to wrap up here for the uh, main free show. And I think we're going to have to go into a pot after show. I can't keep going on the recording for this long. Yeah, we're going to have to uh, do that. Okay. So if you have any burning questions, let me know now. Okay. So. There's these cheese sandwiches, and the cop, go as he's leading us to the cell, he goes, oh, yeah, you guys want any cheese sandwiches or anything? And I know immediately to take one. Not going to eat it because this is the dirtiest fucking sandwich on earth from the floor from a sewer, um, but I am going to use it. And I'll tell you how I used that sandwich in the pot after show. We will be going into a pot after show. It's going to be a $6 level show. For this one, guys, podawful.pizza. Uh, we don't run ads on this show, as you might have noticed. Sorry, YouTube. Not trying to make you that much money. We don't run ads on this show. We don't have sponsors like other podcasts. We don't waste your time with any of this stuff. In fact, all I'm trying to do is give you as much show as humanly possible um, to the point where I'm having to give you extra show here. And we do extra show and we do premium show and we do bonus shows and all that kind of good stuff over at podawful.pizza. We don't use Patreon. I was the first guy kicked off of Patreon. So we built our own Patreon and we call it the pizza fund. It's very simple stuff. We do a uh, bonus. We do two extra shows every single week, every Wednesday and Friday. There's more pod awful there in the, uh, six and twelve dollar levels of the pizza fund. There's as low as a one dollar level. There's a twenty dollar level that has some of the greatest content, and it really does. And we will be doing a twenty dollar level show tomorrow night. That's Monday night. 
We will be doing a $20 level show. Uh, remember, when you sign up for these levels, it gives you immediate access to the archive of content available for that level, which means even at the dollar level, you immediately gain access to over 50 hours worth of content for $1. Uh, you know, you can cancel it after that $1 payment and you can still have all that 50 hours plus of content. Okay. Nobody else does more content than pot awful. Nobody else will give it to you at such discounted rates. And when people ask me, how do we keep all this stuff going? How do I have high production value because of that? It's because I produce the greatest fucking content and I give it to you for a really fucking decent price. Okay, a really decent price. And so we get a lot of people to sign up. As you saw tonight, we had a bunch of people sign up. If you aren't in there yet, podawful.pizza is the link. Check it out. All I'm saying, check it out. See if it's for you. Uh, we will be going live immediately in the $6 level and above section of the pizza fund in just a second here. And I'll explain to you what cheese sandwiches are for when you go to jail, why I thought it was best to protect myself with one. And many, many other things, including the wild stories of my fellow inmates at jail and how I ended up getting out of jail. It'll all be in there. Wasn't intentional. I just, I literally can't record past two hours on my recording program. And this has gone so long. I need a break anyway. So I hope that's cool. Let me see if there's any more super chats. We cleared out all the super chats. Thank you so much to everybody who uh, helped us out, donated. <laughs> And of course, made YouTube the laughing stock that it is because when, not only have we done this, but when I got the clear that that Bryn Berg episode would not be taken down despite her privacy complaints, they sent me a message thanking me for using YouTube the day I was released from jail <laughs> and YouTube sent me to jail. The day I was released, YouTube thanked me for using YouTube. So, oh, check it out. Pizza Funder right there. Check it out. Pot off of that pizza. But uh, YouTube, let me just say this. You're welcome. Okay. You're so very welcome for having me on your platform for the time being until someone inevitably usurps you. I wish PewDiePie and D Live or whatever it's called all the best. Whoever can do it, please make it happen please. But until then, you're so very welcome, YouTube. You're so welcome for having me, the greatest fucking entertainer on the internet, on your shit platform. And I just want to remind you, YouTube, actually, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for sending me to jail. And here's why. Because you completely proved my point in the episode you had me sent to jail for. I'm not going to say what that point is, but I'm positive if you guys out there do enough searching, including on the RSS feed for our uh, podcast, if you listen to the audio version, I put that episode out for free and a bunch of other people re-uploaded it to YouTube. I'm sure you can find it. Go ahead and give that one a listen. Go ahead and give that one a look-see if you want to. It's not on any of my channels now, but feel free to check it out because YouTube, you fucking proved Every point I made in my comedy show. All right, that's it. Check you out over at the Pod After Show, podawful.pizza. Until next time, have an awful day. 
Head over to potawful.com slash iTunes and subscribe to us on iTunes. We're live every Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern at potawful.tv. Love the show? Keep it going by donating to the Pizza Fund. Potawful.com slash support. And anything else you need is at potawful.com.